What's up, my beautiful kings and queens? Welcome back to another edition of to Society's Playlist. Um, my name is Jason Lane, aka Maestro J, and you can follow my Instagram at Maestro J underscore FL on my music page, Music by Maestro J, and it's the same for Twitter, Maestro J underscore FL. And today we have a very special guest. She's in the van with me, my clo- <laughs> one of my closest friends. And she's leaving this year for college, and I don't want her to leave. Her name is Summer, Miss Summer Green. Miss Summer Green, how you doing, Miss Summer Green? Hi, everybody. My name is Summer Green. Um, you can add me on Instagram, Sunflare, S-U-M-F-L-K-I-R. Um, on Twitter, is Honey Coated Sky. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, Summer. Okay, um, I'm 17. I'm graduating this year, like Jason said. I was in the band. I love to write. I love to draw. Um, I'm learning guitar currently. And I'm very passionate about stuff when I start talking about it. So this is like, I'm really happy to be a guest on this podcast. And thank you for being a guest on today's podcast, Summer. I'm glad to have you. And today's topic, we're actually talking about something more serious. That's why uh, you can kind of hear it in my voice. It's about mental health. (laughs) And... um, you know, guys, I usually let the guests decide what they want to uh, talk about. And this is something that someone wanted to talk about on today's podcast. So um, I said, why not? So let's talk about uh, mental health. And today I'm just going to let Summer do most of the talking because um, it is a touchy subject and I don't want to get anything uh, wrong or mislead anybody on it because it is a serious topic that we all should talk about. So, um, go ahead, Summer. Okay, so mental health is something that I'm very passionate about because with this COVID and pandemic, people are quarantined, isolated, and some people are finding out that they have mental health issues or conditions or they're dealing with ones they already have and it's hard to deal with them. So, I want to start off with a trigger warning and I want to start off saying the suicide prevention hotline number is 800-273-8255. Or you can visit the website suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Um, so nearly one in five Americans adults will have been diagnosed with a mental health condition in any given year of their life. And that's alarming because as I don't know if I know there's some teenagers are viewing this or listening in. And I know that like mental health is something that people really take light in nowadays it's more awareness now but people are taking it lightly when it shouldn't be something taken lightly saying something very seriously because it is very detrimental on people's lifestyles and future lifestyles so yeah um any questions (laughs) yeah um I th- I, it's not really a question. It's more like a comment. Uh-huh. Uh, I To all the listeners listening to this, um, and you yourself, Summer, and myself included, I, I think that we all know somebody that's have, that has or had a mental health issue. And I know a few of my closest, a few people that's really close to me have um, like bad anxiety mm-hmm. or they had it and they're dealing with it and getting over it. So um, I feel like if you know somebody that has a mental health uh, issue, then you should you should try your best to make them feel comfortable and make them feel uh, better. Mm-hmm. And even though you might not be able to solve the problem, I think it's important that we all help those people out and just 
make sure they know that they're loved and that we all care about them. Yes, the one thing people need more than anything is support, support, and support. And when he's talking about anxiety, there's like many mental disorders, some that people don't know of. And one that I really want to point out is addiction. And like you said, anxiety, people don't see that as really a mental disorder. People be like, oh, you don't really feel like that, or you're doing this because da 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 or they, like, they blame them, but it's a psychological thing. It's not something you just turn off. It's something you got to work on because there's therapy for stuff like this for a reason, you know? Exactly. And I feel like some people, they kind of take it lightly. Like if somebody's having bad anxiety, for example, mm-hmm. some people might be like, oh, you're just overreacting. Oh, uh, for example, some I know somebody that's scared to go places alone. So they'd be like, no, you're just scared. And mm-hmm. if they actually feeling, if they actually have anxiety, and either if you knew about it or not, that's just something that you shouldn't, you shouldn't force somebody to do something that's, or make them, you shouldn't force somebody to do something that they're uncomfortable with or anything like that. And I think it's with the addiction aspect that you're talking about, I think that part, that's more, that's become like a trend. So like people are thinking like, oh, it's cool to have an addiction to like, one common one is uh weed mm-hmm. and you can dip to anything you can, you can get anything it, anything <laughs> you could be addicted to food and i didn't even know that really? eating disorders, but, like, yeah eating disorders and i just yeah. feel like some people just take it lightly especially especially that addiction one people just be like oh oh that's cool i'm addicted as it is too and i'm just like nah that's not how that works man you should not be codependent on a substance exactly all. exactly but go ahead you can keep continuing <laughs> Well, touching on anxiety, like you said, being forced to stuff, under anxiety falls phobias, panic disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, and OCD can fall in that too, because, you know, people get anxious and stuff with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depression is a common one. It's mild, severe, and just chronic depression. And then you have bipolar disorder and other mood disorders that falls under personality disorders too. And then you have the eating disorders, which is very, very common because people say they don't eat often and they don't understand that that is an eating disorder. And then it just goes downhill from there because then you start watching weight and stuff and it becomes a big issue. People don't know about this stuff. And then you have past traumatic trust disorder like PTSD and stuff. And then you have psychotic orders such as schizophrenia. That's, that's also very common as well. Um, I think my... My grandfather, um, he, my mom didn't uh, speak to him as much for uh, personal issues, mm-hmm. but he passed away um, uh, by the end of last year, I believe. Uh-huh. And I think it was either dementia or schizophrenia. It was one of those. Oh, yeah, dementia, that's one too. My uncle had yeah, he and, away and, he, and it's, it's very serious because they start forgetting a lot. Like, it's not just like the comment, oh, I forgot my keys at home. Okay, a lot. Because I feel, I feel like people, when they say that and they be like, oh, I got dementia. Like, it, no. That's not really dementia. That's just you forgetting. But dementia is actually serious. And I, I think, it, I can't remember what movie it was, but the dude, he had dementia and he was just losing his mind. And mm-hmm. he just kept forgetting everything. I can't, I can't remember the movie, but that's not pretty good, though. I really need to look it up because he kept losing his mind and then just kept forgetting a lot of stuff. But I can't, I can't remember the movie. Yeah, that's like people say things without really thinking. I'm glad it's becoming a thing now. People are being more aware of what they say, but then people get too sensitive. Like this is something you have to be sensitive about because it's a real deal thing people are dealing with. So yeah, mm-hmm. and people's loved ones is like mm-hmm. like people have loved ones that's dealing with it. So you you might not think that it's a big deal, right. 
at the moment, but you never know that person might go home and just be like, man, what they said was really messed up. And you don't even know it because you thought it was all fun and games. But I feel like if people say that they're uncomfortable with you making those kind of jokes, then you just got to stop. Um, that's the, that's what we all need to do as human beings. Like when somebody just feeling uncomfortable, just stop. That goes with anything in life. Like mental disorders, illnesses, it's not your fault. Like if you have mental illness, you're listening. You you it's not your fault. Okay, there's so many causes, life experiences, genetics, um, biological factors that aren't do, do anything with genetics. You can just have a biological um issue with your um brain or something, and then it's not your fault. It's just how you remain, you know. And then traumatic brain injuries. Your mother could have been exposed to chemicals, like drugs or alcohol could have activated it. You could be feeling lonely or isolated. There's so many factors. Like, it's insane. <laughs> and um, this was a question I was going to ask you on the pod today. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel are the common, like, I don't mean to say it like this, but like trending uh, forms of mental mm-hmm. illnesses? Because, you you know, like, Rappers uh, talk about addiction. They talk about depression. Mm-hmm. And their listeners follow suit with that. So, for example, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, when he was in 2016, when he uh, dropped some kind of depressing music, yeah. people, people, that's when people started to be like, oh, I'm depressed too. Yeah. But you're not really depressed. You're just trying to force yourself to be depressed so you could fit in to what your favorite rapper is going through. But I think that's a problem because I, I relate to a lot of music. So it's not really that. <laughs> When he's depressed, I'm depressed. It's just like if I'm feeling depressed, I'm gonna listen to uh, somebody else that's going through some, the same thing, so I could feel like I'm not alone in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm gonna say yeah, depression, chronic depression is definitely one of the things that people have made a trend. I haven't really said it much, but you know, in middle school, was it middle school or like my freshman year of high school, depression was something that people randomly say they had. <laughs> I think that was that was really lame. I don't know why people said yeah. that, but I I think it was like it was probably your fresh. It was probably in middle school too. Yeah, I remember people so said it when I was in middle school. Yeah, it was definitely an immaturity thing. Yeah, it it really is an immaturity thing, and I feel like I don't think college people said it like that, but I could be wrong. But you know, it, it is a, it's very immature to say stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially when you don't know information about it like you never researched it a little bit just like even a little bit like you don't know about depression why are you talking about it like you got depression literally oh my gosh <laughs> and ocd, <laughs> OCD. yeah I yeah that's a trend i told my i tell people now not to say that because it's like you don't have ocd like you could like be obsessed with cleaning but it's not to the point where it literally you can't function without everything being perfect in your life and nobody wants to live like that so don't say you have it if you don't <laughs> yeah i kind of i kind of sometimes i get a little confused about um the mental issues um like some some people say there's adhd and there's add mm-hmm. but i can't i can't sometimes i can't differentiate which is which you know what i'm saying oh well um adhd and ADD. i really know what it stands for i know the h stands for hyper hyperactivity because my best friend she has adhd and um actually let me look it up real quick yeah my best friend has adhd and the h stands for hyper and add doesn't have the hyper aspect to it and they're definitely very different 
they're very much different. <laughs> it says attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And it's oh whoa, where did the definition go? <laughs> okay. It says some common symptoms would be uh limited att- limited attention and hyperactivity. And then uh here's a, just a few um behavioral uh experiences. It said aggression, uh excitability, fidgeting, hyperactivity, impulsivity, um, lack of restraint, and so on. And I kind of think I know I know a common symptom is like when they because I have a few friends that have ADHD yeah. and um it's like sometimes when it's like a quiet moment they just have got to do something mm-hmm. they got to talk or they got to do My something has ADHD. he has to walk around constantly while he's talking to somebody okay. yeah I think I, I but I, I just ne- I never knew about that until um I think believe last year or two years ago mm-hmm. because I, I just heard about it but I never knew exactly what it was until uh, my friend had it, and I was like, he was like, I have ADHD, and I was like, what's that? And he was like, this is what it is, and he actually got diagnosed for it, so I was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's, like, very common. That's one That's one common thing, too, people will say they have, but don't actually have. That's one thing. People make a trend as well. I don't hear it as much anymore, but it was definitely a time when people would be like, I have ADHD, when they don't. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, But go ahead. You can continue. Oh, okay. So now I want to get into the nitty gritty of what I really want to talk about because I know we're two African American young, young lads and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, mental health in the African American community is something that is not taken seriously at all and it's so frustrating. Huh. Okay, <laughs> so seventeen percent of African American population have a mental illness, and those are the people that are diagnosed. Like, you don't know people that aren't diagnosed. So the percentage could be, like, way higher, which it probably is, honestly. Um, so the youth therapy is not something that's uh, inexpensive. It's very much expensive, like $75 to $100 per session. doesn't matter how long the session is. It's per session. That's how much it is. Um, sometimes it could be $200 in big cities, and that's just not that's not even reasonable for people that work every day in their lives trying to pay living <laughs> mm-hmm. and regularly taking a child to therapy sessions is not something that not even works sometimes because some some children don't know what they're going through you know like some parents don't take their yeah. kids to get diagnosed in the african-american community they act like the children are just depressed to be depressed for attention People aren't educated. Oh, I hate, I hate, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really hate mm-hmm. that so much. It's like when the child talks about it to their parents, their parents are usually like, oh, no, you're yeah. fine. You're fine. Like, you're like, what if your child is not fine? And then later down the road, it'd be like, oh, you could have prevented this when you were younger. Now the parents feeling like, oh, man, I should have listened because I thought you were joking. But you can't say they were joking for about what, 16 years? Literally. 16, like 16 years and counting. Or however many years it might be. You can't keep saying, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, it's like parents take their hands off their kids too soon. Because you're supposed to be nurtured throughout your whole entire young adolescent life. Leading up to you being 18, you're supposed to be nurtured. You're not supposed to be, you know, a baby the whole life, but nurtured. Parents mm-hmm. are supposed to talk to you, help you get through stuff. And parents take their hands off their kids. And then expect their kids are perfectly fine. Like, no, they need nurturing and they need attention they need 
therapy for stuff that they don't know what they're going through and sometimes they need diagnosis it's just it's a lot that african-american community does not do and that's where generational curses come in yeah and that's where genetic makeup comes in because it becomes a thing that just gets passed down to bloodlines and it's just it's a whole lot (laughs) but i just i feel like the generations after probably probably even after the millennial generation like those uh, people um, I feel like any generation after them or us, then they're going their mental health issues are gonna be taken more seriously because we see so many people, we see so many of our peers and um our friends have all these issues and it's not be taken it's not taken seriously by their parents, but we see the effects of that happening. So I feel like it, it still could get passed down, but there's gonna be more of a cry for help. We're not really a cry for help, there's gonna be more of an effort to help. Um, even if it's just uh, a child or it's an adult or whatnot, it's still going to be more help put towards that because we know, we kind of know how that could happen. What, what, I'm sorry. We kind of know, we kind of know where that could lead to if it's not helped or addressed. And so I'm thankful for like apps, like people don't like it, but apps like TikTok (laughs) is because um, it allows teenagers to get together, understand what they're going through together help each other out like they're doing more together than parents are doing for their kids and it's so not even in the african-american um community alone but in other communities too it's like parents just don't know what they're doing <laughs> and it's just it's yeah. just so uh i hope the next generation of parents is so much better because this is just not okay because it's just setting the next people up for failures and failures and failures because they feel like they have to go through all this alone and the government is not making it such a um what's it called yeah because you know in court they'd be like if somebody commits murder they'd be like oh it's mental illness so how about we get yeah. help for these people mental illnesses before they do stuff you know <laughs> and i think i think mental health i'm not gonna touch on everything because it's gonna be really sensitive if i talk about it even more but i feel like mental mental health issues are a cause for a lot of a lot of crime or like a lot of um mishappen with mis mis what mishappenings is that yeah. is that the word yeah and that that's just for anybody because every time i look on like look anywhere they'd be like oh a cause of it was mental health issues okay so if everybody keeps saying that these are mental health issues and you see that most of the crime is happening because of mental health issues then why are we not solving Literally. the problem and then Alluding back to what you said about social media, because I have two points mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Uh, the first was with social media. Um, I feel like with social media, like TikTok, because at first I didn't really like TikTok <laughs> because I thought it was I thought it was just dances and stuff. But then once you actually get into it, you see that it's a bunch of uh, youth our ages, or um, just, it's really youth our ages that's mainly yeah. on there. But they all using that to help each other out because I started seeing stuff like. There was this um this young man, he was he's about like twenty something actually, like in his early twenties. He's homeless. So then he started getting on TikTok, but like he he ain't really had like the best phone or none of that. But he got on TikTok as a way to like seek help. And it was crazy the amount of people that I saw that was actually trying to help. Like just it was people our age. I didn't see many adults in there. I just saw people our ages and they donated to his GoFundMe. And then he actually started 
getting up and like he got a hotel, he started eating. And it, it was just um it almost made me cry actually because because you don't see that happening with adults because I feel like if an adult did that, like say there was an right. adult TikTok, if an adult did that, they'd be like, No, you need to get Literally. a job. That, but that's not how that works because you don't never know what he's going through. And you know, he could have had a mental health issue, mm-hmm. but not saying he did, but you know, he could have went through a lot of right. stuff in his life. And I feel like a lot of adults, they be like, they they kind of hard on each other. Like they don't build each other up as much as. Yeah, I I think that's where that's like a a different topic, but that's Mm -hmm. where kind of our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, everybody before that, I feel like that's kind of where they fell short because they're not helping each other up. That's exactly what it is. Everybody's selfish. Or they're embarrassed to ask because I feel like a lot of adults are embarrassed to ask. Very much embarrassed. That's definitely one of the things too. It's a pride thing, you know. Yeah, and our generation is like, if we need help, I got you. you like, we're not, we not finna make it a big deal. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, so-and-so helped me. I'm going to hold this over their head. We don't do that. Not, not, saying, not saying everybody don't do that, but for the most part, mm-hmm. we don't do that. I understand, exactly. And then I can't, I, what was my second point I was going to talk about? Dang. Was it about I forgot parents? it. The parents? No, it, was, it wasn't about parents. Well, well, it might have been. No, I can't remember. Sorry, listeners. I forgot my second point. <laughs> well, I want to talk about um the receivement of mental health treatment. Um, fifty six percent of adults have not received mental health treatment out of the ones that have mental health issues or conditions, and that itself says a lot because there's I don't know, but the medications people t- use for the mental health conditions to like help calm themselves down or make them more not their brain so scatterish um those are horrible like (laughs) they they work work, but they don't work in a good way like my best friend's ADHD medicine when she takes it she's super sluggish she can barely do stuff like she starts feeling all droggy and stuff and it's just like there's better ways I know there's better ways out there to help people with mental health issues Wait, so let me get this right. It's kind of like, say there's, say you got like a little flame mm-hmm. in your house, but you get like a whole bathtub of water and you Thank pour you. it on the flame. Exactly. It's kind of like that. And you know oh, wow. it too. You I didn't know that. I think, I think I have. Because now, I, now I'm thinking about it. The movie that I saw, it was about a um, retired football player. And then it was talking about how the events after his football career led up to his um, unfortunate death. And it was talking about how he had a concu- he had a concussion after concussion in football, and that started messing with his mental health, and he started going crazy. But the, the I remember the medicine that he was taking it was it was not really helping him because it was making it was kind of making the situation worse in a way because, mm-hmm. like you said, how it made her feel sluggish and all that. It made him be lazy and he just not even motivated in life. Exactly. Cause and that was in the beginning of sta- beginning of stages of um, schizophrenia and all that. Like he just wasn't feeling motivated, and he just stayed inside. And then that started that started affecting a lot of stuff on his life. And I just feel like I feel like there needs to be more research yeah. done. And then that fall that fall that part falls into the government. Literally, the government. It all like, goes back to the government. <laughs> everything goes back to the government. Like why is why is the government just not money. doing the right stuff? They they. 
they put so much they're money hungry but they put so much money into military and all that but all the problems that's going on in the country you don't put money into that that's kind of mm, that's kind of weird and that's my main issue with the crime and stuff because all this can be fixed if the money is put in the right places all this can be fixed like when what happened i think i think all the issues in life or all the issues with our government or our country all of them could be fixed if the government just put the money in the right places (laughs) like there there's so much stuff that they could just put the there's so much stuff they don't need to put too much money into Mm -hmm. like one controversial topic the police (laughs) You, you need to stop putting so much money in it and start training them the right way. You know what I'm saying? If they get trained the right way. But, hey. Like, literally. <laughs> it's trained the right way. But, but hey, 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 that's not me. That's not my, my place to talk about <laughs> right now. This is a mental health mental health podcast. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Um, I want to discuss mental health and little kids. Because people people think that it starts when you're a teenager, if that. Some people don't believe that. Some people start, it starts in teenage years Mm -hmm. and older. But you can see, you can see the developmental of it when they're younger. And one of the main, I'm going to trigger warning people that have experienced this. Um, Sexual harassment and like family members not sticking up for their kids is Oh, yeah. that's a that's a big one. But go ahead, just keep just keep continuing. Go okay, ahead. So, what I'm trying to say, uh, sexually abused. Yeah. So, children that are sexually abused, that can cause any type of mental disorder, any type of mental disorder, and it's not even within family sometimes, but usually it is. You know, it's usually like a family member or a close person in the family, and um, mm-hmm. that is a big thing. That happens when people are younger and people don't know that or they don't believe their child and that the child grows up with a mental disorder or mental illness and then they never deal with it they never talk about it and then they're sitting there not knowing how to talk about it they can't afford therapy because they don't know some people don't even know about therapy that it's an option and then they, they pass that hurt down to their kids and it's just or, you know, maybe, and sometimes maybe it's like they, like, I feel like they, sometimes they don't even know it's wrong because I know there's a, there's a lot of stories. No, there's a lot of stories where um kids, they grew up saying, oh, I didn't know that back then that was wrong. But then they grew up and they was like, oh, that was wrong. And then they just, they just don't know how to talk about it because they like feel like if they talk about it now, it's too late. But it's not, it's never too late to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's never too late to talk talk to anybody about it and just seek help because those those effects of that one or multiple one or multiple situations that has a a big effect on your life and it always triggers me when parents just be like they don't believe yeah. their kid and you see stories about that like people older than us or people our age even or people even younger it don't matter who but they be like oh this happened back then and my parents just didn't believe me and then now either either a they don't know how to deal with it b they oh we're seeking help but it just didn't help or three they passed that those same actions down to other people like you know the saying hurt people hurt people that's that's something right there like i'm not saying everybody does that but you know that's um 
that is a common, well, not really too common, but what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put it like this. It kind of like one third. I, I I just don't know how that word it. Yeah, but it you know, you know what I'm talking about like. Yeah, it starts to be a, become a cycle, and I just feel like it really it really hurts me when I see that just the parent doesn't believe him. I just I feel like God forbid if that ever happened to one of my kids in the future, that I'm gonna believe them and I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to mm-hmm. get them help and press charges against Literally, the person that did. Like, it. Huh, that makes me mad too. People lock up child predators, but you didn't wait. That's another topic too. But um. Oh, and that that's kind of weird too. Um, this might tr- trigger warning to anybody out there, but sometimes I feel like, like that you said, how we said it's a cycle. The child predator could be going through mental health yeah. issues as well, and they never so, sought health, sought uh, help. I forgot to Google. put that in there, but that's a mental disorder too. Pedophilia is as well. It's a mental disorder. Oh, for real? That's why I feel like pedophiles that touch kids, they need to go to jail. But they need jail. Yeah, they do. But pedophiles that do not touch kids not need to be shunned upon because it's literally a psychological disorder and they should get help automatically. If the minute they feel like they're attracted to a child, they should get help. That is something they need to get help for. Because it's not, it's not, it's not natural. natural. None of these mental, uh, mental health disorders are natural, but people shouldn't be ignorant towards them at like they're a plague. When people just need to get help or need support, like it's just. Huh. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like once you see the signs of a predator, you should yeah. be like, "Hey, like, like, just you, you need to stop it right there before it gets into anything worse." Like, as soon as you see the cues that's telling you that they might be a child predator, or you feel it in your heart that they might be a child predator, then you need to stop it. You need to be like, "Hey." Hey, calm down. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna try and get you help, even if you're rejecting it. Because I feel like if I feel like you you are looking at kids a certain way or touching them inappropriately, then I'm gonna say something about it. Mm-hmm. Because that's not natural. And then you then both parties are gonna be hurt because the child's gonna be hurt for the rest of their life, and you're gonna probably end up in jail. And yeah, and the interesting thing I found out because I watched a documentary about this pedophile murder guy. Anyways, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> He started off by watching porn, and porn can become an addiction, very much so. It's very, it's the normal, it's normalized addiction, actually, very normalized. It very, it's actually, I very, struggle with that yeah, because I was a, going to porn when I was in fourth grade, I, and then it stops like. I think, I think, oh, I think, I think most of our yeah. generation <laughs> is, but that's a that's, that's a, something that's something else that's something else. <laughs> but yes. He started off by watching porn, and then he went to work child porn, and then he ended up kidnapping little kids. It's like something stems for something else. Addictions can go hand in hand, and something can trigger it. It's something. It's the mental thing. Something can trigger your brain, and then bam, you have a mental health disorder you didn't even know you had. And it's that simple, really. And there's ways there's ways to cope with it and to deal with mental health disorders, but I feel like there's easier ways to do it than people are making it. It, I think it is too, because sometimes, a lot of times, therapy Mm-mm. doesn't work for some people, and so, like I know people lately, they be like, "Oh, 
like they say this album is therapy. I know it's a joke because I, I know it's a joke. Music therapy, but works. you know, <laughs> music music therapy does work. But for some people, that yeah. might not work as well. So I think that that ties into mm-hmm. researching again. Like you need to research yeah. ways that like trigger trigger the brain to do this instead of the negative action that they're doing. And there's ways that I know there's ways to find that out because, you know, we find out everything else that would be, for example, we found out a vaccine, but you know, that's another podcast as well. But there's so many ways that we could do research and just find ways that are better to help find methods that are more effective and efficient. And like we said earlier, it ties back to the government and funding because, you know, we can't fund it. We can't be like, oh, oh, we can't. We Well, you could. You could be like, all right, we're going to make a team and we're going to try our best to see what works. But, you know, that yeah, that, that only gets you so far. Need to go. And they probably are. There's probably so many psychologists that are working on finding ways to help people with mental issues. But, like, they probably don't have to go because the government, like I said, is money hungry and they don't give resources to help scientists figure out solutions to stuff. It's whatever. And, you know, that's the first step right there, mm-hmm. just helping, helping anybody, helping, um, <laughs> just just helping anybody. It don't matter what age they are, just helping anybody that's going through a mental health issue before it starts to get worse and it gets to a point where either they hurting other people or they hurting themselves mm-hmm. or both. And you know, you, you know we don't want that to happen. Oh, wait. Um, if y'all are feeling, like, really lonely in this quarantine, I suggest trying something new. Nothing harmful, but something new. And to get your mind yeah, off, off the isolation. The quarantine aspect. Isolation, you might not think it, you might think it's harmless, but over time, if you feel too isolated, you will feel something that you know what it feels. And you will feel very lonely. And that can lead to something else. And you don't want to feel lonely. And that's that that um isolation aspect. That's that's not meant for human beings because you know there's a um punishment with the uh prison prison system where they isolate you. And I think it was in I think you saw you saw the documentary yep. about the Central Park Five and how one of them he was in isolation. Mm-hmm. He just went crazy. crazy. He went crazy because he's in isolation. Not supposed mm-hmm. to be in isolation. And especially for long periods of time, like it's one thing to just be at home alone until your parents come back. But when you're I just in, especially like in a closed room with nothing else and no interaction with people, then you're going to you're Very most likely going to go crazy. And I feel like I feel like that's just um, that's something that you could kind of I, I, you could kind of take your mind off it. But you also need to see other people. Like a uh, Facetime goes a long way. Just texting people go a long way. Yeah. Just turning the TV on and seeing some people. Go outside if you can. And um, just stand outside. Yeah, go just outside. Breathe, just fresh air. Meditate. Write a song. Like <laughs> and just try something. Just new, take yeah. your mind you off it. And especially trying something new because I've since I've been in quarantine, I've been trying new stuff, and it's been going mm-hmm. a long way for me. So, um. I think a lot of people they've been feeling like that. Like they try something new and it's been doing them wonders that they never thought they'd reach if they weren't in quarantine. Exactly. 
And if you so um yeah, that's something that uh I believe everybody should do. Find something new to do. Get your mind off the quarantine and just just be calm. And if you struggle with like processing your thoughts or telling you can't tell your parents how you feel. Write it down. Write it down. That's yeah. one thing. I'm sorry. Write it down. Yeah. You about to say that too? Yeah, write it. I have write it down. Several actually. If I'm send you one, I can send you one. I, I don't I don't <laughs> personally I personally I don't write journals. But um I do have a journal of music. <laughs> so I guess that works too. I do all of the above, honestly. Writing is something that really helps. And it's it's a way where you could actually see your thoughts. Because sometimes when you're just thinking about it, you're like, What was I thinking about again? Just like how I did earlier when I couldn't find the second uh uh the second mm-hmm. point I was trying to make. I could have <laughs> right. wrote that down. <laughs> but you know, sometimes like you can't really see your thoughts sometimes. So it's a good idea to write it down. You could probably even draw images and stuff. Just whatever 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 helps you write poems, uh write lyrics. It sounds like something to say. Just, just you don't have to just write it. Just do anything that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel like you're expressing exactly. yourself. It's all about getting your thoughts out there so they're not in your head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, Summer, is there anything else you would like to talk about about mental health? Um, oh, if you're not, well, just one little PSA that if you're not diagnosed, it is okay. Because sometimes self-diagnosing, like you can, you can self-diagnose yourself sometimes, but it is best if you get diagnosed, but if you can't, just take it one day at a time and just know that you're not alone. You reach out to other teenagers. TikTok is a great app to do that. Um, look on Twitter. You can just type in what you're feeling, and I promise you an account will come up similar to yours that you're looking for. And always just, just breathe, okay? <laughs> yeah, just breathe. And I feel like um, to anybody out there that's going through mental health issues, I think that I don't know how you're feeling, but I think the best option, well, one of the better options, instead of doing nothing, is actually looking it up. Like Summer said, you could look it up on Twitter and find people that's going about do the same thing. And I don't, I'm not trying to compare any of this to a movie, but I know that in movies, like. Well, not even a movie, like TV show, like Euphoria, mm-hmm. how she went to a group and was handling her addiction. I feel like you could find a group of people that's going to the same thing you're going through and you could talk about it with them or talk about talk about ways in which they helped it. Because I know, for example, with me and music, I talk to older people that's been through the process and they helped me on my journey. So you could apply that to anything in life. So especially with mental health, if somebody's been through it and they've um, getting better and getting the right help, then you uh, you most definitely need to talk to them. Yeah. Too. Um. Also, there's this app, not this app, this website that I've used like several times. It's called Mutter, um, M-U-T-T-R.com. And whenever you just want to vent to like anonymously, you just go on there. Everybody's been on there. Sometimes you might sound offensive, but you know, it just gets get the thoughts out there. <laughs> if you want to talk to somebody without actually them responding. You just sometimes people respond, sometimes people don't respond. But if it's one get out there, that helps. And just keep it private, like not really private, but just keep make yeah. it where you know you don't feel embarrassed. Because I feel like that's that's an aspect what people will want to do. Like they want to get on those anonymous um, 
apps like that, they so you're not telling your name and all that, and you just don't feel embarrassed. You just feel like you got to say what you got to say, and you could get it, you could just get feedback comfortably yeah. without being judged. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, but is that all you got? Something stay strong, people. We got this, yeah, stay strong. But uh, thank you, Summer, for coming on today's edition to Society's Plays. I really appreciate it. And I really pre- appreciate you coming on here and talking about mental health because it is definitely an uh, important topic that we all need to talk about. And I believe that my listeners appreciate thank you coming you today, too. I really enjoy talking about this. I wish I could have deep, like, went in more deeper about it, but that's like a very, very long podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a very long podcast. You know, maybe this year I'll probably like if Corona end and all that. Maybe I have a um like an actual video and all that, so we can have a video podcast. You never know. That would be nice. You know, we could go on for about an hour or two talking about this. But um, other than that, thank you again, Summer. Uh, are there any websites or can you uh, like just talk? Tell them the websites that you were uh, oh, talking about again. Uh, it- I use well, yeah, mother, M-U-T-T-R.com. Yeah. You don't have to put any info in. You just go on there. Um, Twitter, you type in how you feeling. Somebody will come up. The account will come up probably. And you just like go on an account and just talk to somebody. Um, Zimi. It's usually for college apps, but there's so many different communities on that app that you can find somebody to talk to about mental health. There's a mental health actually chat in Zimi. Z e e m e e, that's happening. <laughs> All right, and cool. And eh? uh, she also talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, the suicide prevention uh, site. <laughs> uh, I don't know the exact. Uh, yeah. You, can you yeah, uh, talk about the number and all that? Eight zero zero two seven three eight two five five, and the website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They're always available. Um, thank you again, Summer, and to my beautiful kings and queens out there. Uh, y'all stay strong. Uh, quarantine is quarantine can cause a lot of stuff to happen, but you want to make the best out of it and not make the worst out of it. So if you have a mental health issue, um, you you know always uh, find somebody that you're comfortable talking to. Talk to them. Uh, look for help. Uh, if your parents are supportive, go to your parents. If they're not, then uh, just know that your peers and friends got your back. Um, but other than that, thank you again, Summer, and I hope you have a blessed day. Hope you and your family have a blessed week and a blessed New Year. And um, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you again. All right, thank you, Summer.